Welcome to Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. And welcome back to the program. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Terry. How are you, sir? Doing very well. Jeff, last week we started talking about uh, education credits, and we wanted to continue that discussion. Um, kind of teased our listeners last week about uh, this week. We have a lot of stuff we want to go over. Exactly. So like Terry said, last week we did talk about the basics of the American Opportunity Tax Credit. And this week, I want to expand on that. So if you didn't go, if you didn't hear that episode, go back to our website and uh, listen to it at CPAHQ uh, section of our website. Okay. So last week, you know, we talked about the maximum credit is $2,500 based off of the first $4,000 of education expenses. And those expenses are like tuition, fees, course material, like books and equipment, but it did not count room and board or other living expenses. Um, but the one thing is, is even though those expenses, room and board and, and other living expenses, don't get counted for this credit, you can still reimburse those through your Edvest account or your 529 account. So here's planning point number one. What you wanna do is use your Edvest funds to pay for your room and board. Then, if there's any funds left in your Edvest account, use those to pay books and tuition. By doing that, you can then maximize the credit because here's how I would do it. I would leave at least $4,000 of tuition that is not reimbursed by the Edvest or 529 plan. Um, I would reimburse everything else through Edvest if you can other than that $4,000. So why would you do it that way? Can you explain that to our listeners? So the rules say, Terry, that you cannot use the same tax benefits for the same expenses. So in other words, any expense that gets reimbursed by like a 529 plan are not expenses that are eligible for the credit. That's why I would leave $4,000 of unreimbursed expenses so that you can get that maximum $2,500 credit. Okay, so you also mentioned last week that this was a four-year limit, correct? That's right. So that's the second planning point, is to make sure you're maximizing your four years. Um, so as a reminder, credit is only available for the first four years, like Terry said. It does not, you know, it does not guarantee you'll get four years of credit unless you take that credit in the first year. Even though it's only one semester, you may want to take it in that first year. In this case, then you'll still want to use that Edvest account like we talked about to, ex to reimburse you, but make sure you leave 4,000 of expenses unreimbursed so you can get the maximum credit in that year. Sure, makes sense. Last week, if I remember correctly, you mentioned uh, how income can affect the credit. Is there any kind of planning that can be done around this? There is. So everybody's situation is a little bit different. This is where you're gonna to wanna to probably talk to a CPA or a tax advisor, but if a parent can keep their income under the limits, that's certainly helpful. But if they can't, there are some planning that can be done that assumes the student has taxable income. If the student has taxable income and the parent's income is too high, there is things that can be done, but we'll talk about that next week. A little teaser for our listeners. Jeff, in the meantime, how do people get a hold of Hawkins Ash CPAs? You can reach us on our website, which is hawkinsashcpas.com, and you can go to the section CPAHQ. You can also follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Awesome, Jeff. Thank you for your time, and we look forward to talking to you next week. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at hawkinsashcpas.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business. 
part of your life.